Get your medical recommendation. Get legal. Canacaredocs.com. This is WEMF Radio. 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 Sweet. Just Johnny. JM the Thriller Priest. Mix McCobb. And this is the Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. <laughs> You're killing us. <laughs> I'm feeling yo, it. I'm sorry, man. Every week, I gotta, I gotta, yo, I'm gonna get you in the corner, man. Time to rape move. I'm telling you. Just happen one more time. Dude, you know what? Let me hear Stop, stop. I can't stay mad at you, bitch. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. Well, I'm me, my brother, Jay, the priest. Peace, peace. And we have the black delegation. Need a break now, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. Welcome to the Geek Down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was Aerie Spears' character on Bad TV? Oh, um, something X. Something, um. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 Do that. that. Welcome to the Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. I am at B on the side. On the other side of me, my main man, Black Adam Willis. Yes, 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 yes. How are we doing, Patrice? I'm doing okay, man. We are tapping into your blackest of the black side tonight. (laughs) Tonight. Correct. Boom. Over there using their best black scent is Mitch McCobb. (laughs) I mean, I I honestly don't even know how to follow that up. You don't. You don't. It's all good. Don't even introduce yourself. And over there on the far corner, looking extra busy and his soul is extra black. Talking, of course, about just Johnny. Yo. That's right. And we have an awesome action-packed front-field show for you. We have a very <laughs> proper show. We got a decent show. We got a hardcore show. We got a gangster show. You know why I'm so amped? Why you amped? Why you amped? Because we got an open house review. Tonight. <laughs> 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 yes, we are taking a look at the new Netflix uh, <laughs> thriller, uh, The Open House. And hopefully that didn't give too much away, but the movie was was, was just a steaming pile. Also, we'll gonna there. take a look at we'll we'll, there. gonna take a look at um, higher. Uh, actually, it's not such a new release anymore because it's gone out on a second system, on a third system, and a fourth system. But now we're talking about the latest release, which is on uh, the PC release. Is that correct? Uh, not the latest, uh, but it is on PC and PS4, and actually it might have been released on is something else. Let me, uh, get back to you on that. Okay, so we'll do our research as we do it live here. We'll do, well, we'll do it live! <laughs> yeah, we'll do it live! <laughs> Alright, and then we have, sucks. we have the inside stuff. We are going to give you the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, the lows, the highs, the highest of the highs, and the propers, the most vibranium of vibraniums of Black Panther. Yeah! Mm-hmm. Boom. But... And first, not last, and not to first. be forgotten, not to be downplayed or underscored, I'm going to pass one. it over to Mix Macabre yes. for the inside stuff on Katsukon Katsukon. 2018. yes. Which so. was a tire fire from what I understand. No, 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 no. Starting no, no. off on a high note. No, no I'm not going to use the phrase tire fire. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, the, the dumpster fire would fire be too. Will not be, no, this was a great con. Get, yeah, uh, lay, it, lay it on us. Jokes aside, con. jokes aside, Katsukon, uh, so... Uh, I realized this was actually my 18th Katsukon. 18, damn. Wow. 18th Katsukon. Is that 18 years or how many do you- Well, it's it's 18 over, it, it, a little longer than 18 years total because I skipped a couple here and there, but yeah. it's my 18th Katsukon and I realized this is my, the 2018 convention season is my 20th year as a cosplayer. Wow. Wait, wait, That's now, impressive. How, how old does that make you as a dragon, as a dragon slime person? Uh, years old. That's exactly So for those hey, who Jonathan. have never been or don't know, Katsukon is a convention that's now held since the last couple of years at the Gaylord National Harbor in... I don't go... Oh, I said Gaylord. Uh, this, oh, this, we, we, we made this joke every... I think we've made you this joke for 18 years. We don't laugh at the name Gaylord. That's a, that's <laughs> a fine, <laughs> upstanding name. There are, there are there It's are like Engelbert Humperdinck of yeah, names. There are older gentlemen in, in this world right now named Gaylord. Who go by Greg. 
<laughs> my old friend GB. Anyway, so Katagon is held at this beautiful, uh, basically resort hotel. It has a fountain, it has a gazebo, the infamous Katsukan gazebo that everyone's always scrambling over getting pictures in. And mm. a big draw for this convention is the beautiful scenery so that you can uh, shoot video, shoot photos, either within the convention bounds or there's also, it's right on the river. There's a big Ferris wheel. It's gorgeous. It's Ferris wheel. And that, yeah, that Ferris wheel. Mm. And it's been there for a couple of years, National Harbor. It's been there It's been there since the National Harbor kind of sprung up from the they ground. they got gazebos and Ferris wheels? Yeah. All they need is like a little girl pushing a hoop down a dirt road. I'm yeah. sure there were one of those. Those old school playground things, the metal things that so, you sprawl real fast. Yeah. It kills kids. <laughs> what? I'll, I'll start those things with are dangerous, man. Okay, a penny farthing um, of death. Katakon's major thing right now is that it's getting a little too big for its britches. Mm. You gotta take it but down this, a peg. You take it down this, a peg mix. The, it, the attendance has grown kind of exponentially since they've been in this location. Mm. And it's both wonderful and a little bit of a problem in that yeah. attendance Truly, just from last year to this year, seems like a huge jump. This year seemed so crowded, what which are we is talking super about fun. Just numbers of attendees. Yeah, and I mean, how many? Do you, oh, I, I don't know offhand right now, but I, uh, gosh, in the, a, in the thousands. Uh, Something like 20,000 sounds right. Jeez. It's pretty big. Yeah, that's it's significant. A, this is oh, a big wow. one. I might be making that up. It might wow. be 8,000. It might be 4,000. <laughs> it's like 46 people. It's 12,000 can seem like 20,000. It's 12 people. people. Yeah. But it's it's huge con. I totally made that number up, by the way. Please, somebody look it up. That isn't me. And we'll um, take it. We'll take it. Well, I just know that, like, I remember from when I went in 2006, it was like 2,000 people, mm. and it's certainly a lot bigger hell, than that. That was over at that was over at the Omni Parker House. That was over at the uh, not Omni Parker House, but like the the Omni whatever over by uh, Washington D.C. It's already outgrown mm. one venue then. So it's it's already outgrown two venues. I also went. Um, Maybe that was 2008 in Omni, and and earlier than I've been. As I said, I've been going many years before it was at the Omni. It was at the uh, the Hyatt Crystal City. So it's been like a whole bunch of different venues all over the kind of Virginia, Maryland, DC area. So does that take away when there's that many more people? Is it so like harder to thing. get around? That's harder the thing. things to see? There there were some issues at this convention this year with things like security, where yeah. security either seemed to be nowhere to be found. So there'd be huge lines to get into like a dealer's room to get into like an autograph area very disorganized or mm. there were members of security that kind of I don't want to say you, you know what I'll just say power tripping yeah, that really, gas, that gassed that off really their own juice were like you know up in there playing uh, Cobra Kai breaking up, breaking up photo shoots doing things like that or just being, being super rude when it, just simple things like hey line, back of the lines over there instead of like barking in someone's face like yeah. you know it just was a little rough but I got numbers for you what are the numbers? So in 2016, two years ago, it was 17,000. Okay, so Woo! I was right. It's about 20,000. So it's probably so I was yeah, right. It is about 20,000. Yeah. yeah, and wow. so that's that's getting really big. Wow. Now keep in mind, this is an enormous convention center, so it mm-hmm. can support that number of people. The if it's organized properly. The, if it's organized properly. And the problem gets to be where certain things, like I said, the gazebo, for example, it's an area that a lot of people want to take photos in. People also want to use the fountain area and the congestion would get very rough. So you'd be trying to move from the convention center side over to the atrium, which is where there's the fountain, the gazebo, et cetera. A good gazebo was hard to find. You could be shuffling through that for 20 minutes. Mm. Yeah. 
But then on a positive note, Katsukon has, I think, some of the strongest programming of any convention. I mean, this is a place I used to run a panel in Girl's Guide to Hentai for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only stopped doing to. so. You've retired the hentai? I, I've retired from running that panel because uh, I, I want to go to bed and not, like, run a panel at 2 in the morning. <laughs> True. But yeah. they had this year, they had things like... Bu- literally build your own tentacle. I unfortunately couldn't make it to that because I had other engagement. But like, That's they awesome. had like a plushy workshop of like making a tentacle. Like, it's both My funny. My brain just shut down from all the jokes I'm trying I to love, make. Well, that's the thing. It's both funny and I think it's like, it's cheeky and of mm-hmm. course they like showed hentai. It was a good time. And they also had really good voice acting guests. They have a really great uh, setup of their dance. It's a very large popular dance that they have. It's one of the few conventions that still has an on-site late night dance. They also have every year a ball, like a fancy dress ball, which is always hmm. very well attended. And, and people really take that seriously. Like I've saw some beautiful costuming. Uh, I have two friends that were uh, Hux and Kylo Ren from nice. uh, Star Wars. I mean, we're talking like elegant, like really, really <laughs> <laughs> gussied up and some of the cosplay Katsukon is one of those ones almost like New York Comic Con where people bring their A game I mean I saw everything from samurai <laughs> sailor scouts to uh, the Ugandan knuckles meme that is terrible oh, no. and about uh, like like 20 dudes with horrible masks just marching through the convention oh, the, wait 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 did, just, they, did they show you the way I tried not to let them, buddy. I tried not to. No, but like they had like a group and they just marched through the whole convention to the gazebo. But like if that's your thing, like, you know, I'm kind of rolling my eyes, but some people look at that. And yeah, like, as long as they're not harassing folks. Honestly, here's the thing. I would say Katsukon is one of the much better conventions in terms of, hmm. I don't want to say behavior, because believe me, there's a lot of drunken shenanigans at Katsukon. It's known as I, a little bit of a so. party convention. Yeah. But I find that in terms of the cosplays, People are kind of leave and let live. Like, you know, I uh, I saw a guy dressed as No Face from Spirit Away. Uh, that's the oh. big spirit that you know his mm-hmm. mouth opens up. And mm. he was handing out he was handing out coins that were like candy coins. And it's like, don't don't take a coin from No Face. This won't go anywhere well. <laughs> but he had this beautiful costume and like was was going outside. There's an area where there's just a large amount of windows, and he just kept kind of creeping up to the window and lurking behind cosplayers. And, <laughs> And it's just so funny to me that like uh, that's like those dudes that dress up as Slender Man. Exactly. Just kind of stand in one place. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but then on the flip you. side of that, there's you know the the Knuckles people or like uh, <laughs> I saw someone dressed as Sonic. You know, not Sonic. Someone had like a piece of paper with like a crummy Sonic the Hedgehog mask. But they were like <laughs> they made their costumes so like the back of the costume looked blurry, like they were going really fast. But then they moved really slowly. <laughs> it was very funny. Like so, it's Casagon. Casagon brings out a lot of like humors. There's a lot of also. I saw so many. There's a thing going around called the Virgin Killer sweater. Sweater. So uh, for those who don't know, sweat. it's a sweater that, when worn uh, by someone perhaps with ample bosom, the sweater goes very low cut, big open armholes, and rides very barely covering the booty. I'm with it so far. Talk slowly. There were many gentlemen rocking the Virgin Killer sweater at Katsukon this year. I'm, I'm still with you. Talk slowly. And it was it was great. I'm saying like, it was I love how there's this both cheeky creativity at Katsukon that I just don't see at a lot of conventions like a New York Comic Con, which reminds people uh, remember that 
something like that does not have an on-site hotel. So one of the things that makes Cashcon special is that there's this gorgeous hotel and also a number of hotels within a five-minute walking distance that makes it possible to do things that are either not just sillier but also more impressive. You right. know, so you I, feel comfortable, like you don't have to walk through the city. Exactly, you don't have to bring or drive huge tra- props or anything. And it just, I, I they find can't walk through New York with my lollipop chainsaw outfit when I, mean, I go fair. to New York Comic Con because it's just. I did see it's, a, it's a really good lollipop chainsaw old. cosplayer. Still, it was real. No, it was good. Yeah. They had like the head and everything. The boyfriend head. Well, was no, good. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. It's a good costume, and I'm glad someone did it. But did it in 2018. Yeah, no, look, man, there's there's Homestucks in 2018. It's never ending. There's there's people. <laughs> but there's that's the other thing about Katakon, too. There's some really good, like, throwback cosplays. Boy, my long, like, hearty cosplay. I saw there was the Voltron meetup, but of course it was mostly all new Voltron from the show that's on Netflix. Mm. But then there was, like, a really good handful of, like, classic Voltron cosplayers. Well, did anyone have that crappy vehicle Voltron? No, so like that, like that, like like sea level. One of yeah. one of the best things I saw all weekend actually was someone dressed as Luke Skywalker, and they were in I don't know if it was like an electric wheelchair that was modified or some sort of they were because I I couldn't tell because I saw them speeding by, but they made Luke Skywalker uh, his speeder. And we're just real slowly the, driving the, 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 the down the street, just oh, going down dope. the street. So in the, awesome. It was so good. And that's the kind of things that Katakon has. It also has one of my favorite things. Um, there's a guy that uh, decals his car to be like the cop car in Zootopia. And he had his car out in the merchant's hall and he was dressed as like the fox cop and he would like arrest you. So like there's all these great pictures of like, you know, cosplayers being arrested over by the car. He And then there was a bunch of like weeaboo cars out front, like, you know, full wraps of like their waifus. So like a, like a sports car with I'm, like an anime waifu on it. Okay, I'm sorry. Please, please the tell con. me these cars had like the, the, the full waifu cars. Please tell me they oh, still yeah. have the gas caps on. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking where this like completely get, left. Yeah, Pat, look, you're the one who brought it there, buddy. <laughs> hey, look, I'm aware of what exists out there, okay? Don't check my brother history. But yeah, Katsukon, I have to say, uh, to anyone out there that loves conventions that hasn't been to Katsukon, this is, I think, one of the top conventions on the East Coast yeah. because it has very strong aspects of it for everyone. I think it has a very strong video game programming. For example, this year was off the hook. Now, this is in the same location that MAGFest takes place in. So if you're much more inclined toward chiptunes, gaming, music like that, you're going to probably want to hit MAGFest. But well, if you want to go... They usually have MAGFest sort of as a room in Katsukon. Yes! And, and they had that this year. Okay. And they, it was... They, they had really... No, no, no. They just have like... Um, there was like arcade... Games. Oh, Mad- Magfest has a present there. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, well, like, like Bitfest does here in Boston. Precisely, with, uh, like, sort yeah, and, of. And yeah. they'll have like a room set up with uh, a full like soundboard mm-hmm. and a stage yep. with instruments for people to just come on and which is the jam, jam stage. Yeah. Jam why why, stage, why don't yeah. we do that? Because we, we do do that. Set, set up, well, no, I mean, I mean, we Pax, we Pax, let's, let's set up let's set up a geek down room. Well, we should. Yeah. That's Everyone over there. out there, we're coming for you. Start talking yeah. to some people. Let's set up a geek down room. Y'all can come BS with us, talk about then, which old school cartoons are high, and then play some games on. It's Mighty Max. Yeah, we'll bring the piano. Her, it's you, just you, you can carry that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so one of the things with Katsukon, like, uh, there's always downsides to everything. Like, they had a crazy bag policy, same as last year for the game room, where they just did not care for any reason you couldn't bring a bag in, mm. which is rough See, because, me because not everyone is staying in the hotel. You have to go check your bag, which is going to cost money, and it's just to pop into the game room, and it just gets so. I understand. Like, uh, there's a million ways we kind of chat about this off air. That like, mm-hmm. there's so many ways that you can implement either having 
you know, even just two volunteers to run a bag check out front or just something as simple as, you know, close off the bag or, you know, putting some sort of securing tie or note to it. We're like, even a simple check on the way in and out. Like, it just was rough to not have that. And I I get it. Like, I understand it's to discourage people from stealing things from the room, etc. You know, don't bring in alcohol or whatever. But at the same time, it just makes it so rough where, like, it kind of makes the game room off limits to a lot of attendees. And I wish that they would kind of step up on the way to handle that. Okay, it's like what if what if um okay just Johnny over there yeah. you all know he's constantly starving so this man has his emergency uh, his, uh, uh sandwich or protein bar or something yeah in no, his all he has, all, only place he has is a backpack to keep it you only cannot play DDR while dying. eating your sandwich too bad yeah. really no? too bad no oh, DDR sandwiches exactly. or, no, or knowing uh, the human anatomy uh, <laughs> yeah. it's fine you can go a day without eating it's mm-hmm. fine yep. or 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 consummate strongman uh, uh Black Adam Willis here yeah. just wants to come in play a little big dug. But he's got his. But whistle. I need my twenty pound weight. His, his whistle and his and his emergency help button, uh, in <laughs> in in, in, <laughs> in his backpack next to those twenty pound weights. I'm just he saying, can't bring those things in. You know, or, or I'm just or, saying, if I'm wearing uh, my cargo pants, little priest here, if he meets up with little Slimmy, you know, and he and oh, yeah, he and he his bag has. I'm, 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 I'll stop right there. Oh, but here's what I'm glad you did, brother. Policy, like for people, <laughs> if I'm wearing like a, a unicorn kigurumi to the game room, believe me, I could walk out of there with like a PlayStation Two that's and that. Exactly no one's gonna, gonna notice. Say. Okay, but if I have cargo <laughs> pants, I could take yeah, an Xbox controller. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it, it just seems mm-hmm. like a faulty way. Like, oh, we're covering our butts. But they've done better. It sounds like it needs four people. Yeah, they've had. I remember they used to have a bag check. I don't understand. Four people to check the bags, then two people to walk around and make sure people aren't stealing. Yeah, I mean, it just, it's just. Have a staff, though. Part I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's it it all over the okay, yeah. Now, I heard that this year they lost about. This is conjecture, mm-hmm. but I heard that 20% of their staff, give or take, all were out because of the flu. So oh, they had okay, yeah. less staff than they had planned to have. All right, that would make a little sense. Even in this room now, I've had flu hard for like four days. How are you doing, guys? But if Love even it. if they were ravaged, it doesn't seem like they had that in place before. Yeah, that's either. what I'm saying. Uh, Katsukon, like any convention, has its ups and downs. But overall, I think it's like one of the conventions to hit, especially if you are a cosplayer. There's so much going on. It has some of the best meetups, I think, for different groups. And then the content, I think, is excellent. They tend to have interesting paneling, interesting anime screenings. I went to one on Sunday that was screening a uh, restaurant to another world. Hmm. Really cute anime premise. Basically, it's just this restaurant exists in a liminal space where a door appears to it in this other, almost like Dungeons and Dragons style world every seven days. And there's like lizard men and elves, and the elves are snooty vegans. And and <laughs> then Earth everything. Gym. And it's just, you know, it's not the best animated thing, but it's cute. And it was fun Sunday afternoon uh, to sit and watch a couple episodes. Like it had pretty good, interesting screenings, interesting Q&As with voice actors. And I feel that Katsukon really has a leg up on many other conventions in terms of its content and again that dance that they have both Friday Saturday night as well as their formal dance is a big draw for people so who was the bell of the ball I'm always the bell of the ball. Oh, of course. Sorry. What was I thinking? I was Taco from TV. I was Taco from Again? Adventure Zone. So you know that you know that I was fabulous. <laughs> I, I've, I've nice. seen you at Taco. Your Taco's impressive. I'm like, let someone else hold the crown. No, it's just I feel like now you're just showing off. No way, my dude. Damn. That's that's gonna be me. All right. But yeah, it was it was a good time. Katsukon gets two big old thumbs up. I absolutely love this convention. And again, any little blips in it are really minor compared to the way that like certain other conventions can be wild. Like New York Comic Con, you can you can barely move around New York Comic Con these days. It's ridiculous. And even when mm. Katakon kind of bottlenecks, you still can kind of get where you need to go. So I think it's one of the, the best East Coast conventions, personally. All right. I think you sold Adam. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> All right. Well, next next year. 
2018. You can check it out for. Uh, I'll be stealing all the Xbox controllers. Next <laughs> <time. laughs> you just go in there in your bunny kigurumi and you stuff your pockets you know with uh, your adorable fluffy cottontail with as many controllers as you can. People said to poke you. People said to poke. Ah, knock it off you. <laughs> all right, so we get so, okay. So we got some shout outs and love for Katsukon. That's cool. All right, now now I'm gonna kick it over. Actually, no, I'll kick it over to myself. Yeah. I want to bring I want to bring this bad boy in, but I know y'all got that. Because no one's going back. Bring down the house. I'm bringing down the house, man. I'm I'm opening it up for everything. <laughs> all right, all types of assaults. We're talking about the new Netflix movie, Open House. The Open. House. I heard. The, oh, sorry. I heard the Open great. House. <laughs> I heard y'all loved it. Oh, it is a flaming tire fire. Is that like our <laughs> new catchphrase? Like, it did definitely, I coin definitely is. I, I made that official like three weeks ago. Well, don't, we can't swear on this show, so I was gonna call it a heaping piece of shh. Yeah. I'll just Photoshop okay, so. all our faces into a dumpster. Don't worry, I got this. It'll be our new logo. A, uh, a tire well, the, fire is certainly better than this. <laughs> well, we'll just say, we'll just say it's, 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 it's a heaping fresh helping of garbage juice. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about The Open House. It's the uh, newest movie from Netflix just uh, premiered and starring uh, Dylan uh, Minette and Dylan Piercy Dalton. I've Dalton. actually seen these two people As in various Logan things. and Naomi Wallace are their play uh, brother and sister. Directed by Matt Angel and Suzanne Coast. They wrote and directed this, too. Ooh, well, so that's that's just, that's all the, all the blame is uh, lays on uh, the shoulders of these two, from what I hear. Because the writing is crap and the directing is also it, crap. It, 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 it's awful because like we have a number of bad things to say about this, unfortunately. But I do have to give it a little bit of praise because the cinematography actually looked good, and these actors are trying. What? Let me and these actors are trying, which this isn't which, a which made it all the worse. Actors wanted to get paid so yes. badly. They were you know, trying. People people think, well, I'm an actor in Hollywood, but I'm in a bad movie. Well, then obviously I suck. It's like no, you're an actor in Hollywood. You took a script because it was available and you had to what? work. Groceries cost money. These cats are given an mm. effort mm. in what is undoubtedly a well. Okay, well, let me break what, down what this is about. First of all, you are because it's it very way simple. Too much more well, credit. You get your turn, my man. I'm stepping uh, my words I'm here. I'm sorry. Bro, all right, but mm. all right. Now it's a story about a teenager and his mother who find themselves besieged by threatening forces when they move into a new house. Uh, uh, normally, I'd think that is a far too simple, too simplistic explanation for a movie, but that's exactly what this is. You thought right. A family, uh, <laughs> the father passes away, the mother can't afford to support them, so they move into their sister's there house. It's a in tragic the thing. They have a place to stay, and then yeah. they have to. Was it? They have to leave because they're actually ha they're trying to sell this house, correct? Yeah, the, it's it's the, their sister's house is also up for sale, so it's an open house. Hence the title. The open, the open house. So they have to leave at the same time like every Sundays week. Sundays from like do, 9 to 5. They have to, to do an open house, right? And while they're there, there's some ominous things starting happening. And it's it gets a little like, you think that's like a, a good premise. All of a sudden, it's like the, there's something wrong with this house. It's just a standard haunted house movie. But it doesn't it's really. It's very ambiguous. But it doesn't really stay with any of the kind of themes they're going for. Mm. It seems to bounce around too much when it really, it should be as straightforward as this is a creepy house. There's something going on. It. Let's explore that. Well, they add it a, doesn't really stick to that for me, and it's just like, what are you going for exactly, and why are you trying to do too much? Yeah, it seems like they inject uh, kind of a paranormal element yeah. uh, to it. In several different scenes, you think this is going to be more of a supernatural thriller, and you're waiting for it to get all spooky and ghost-like, yep. and you're thinking it's described as a thriller. Okay, it's going to happen. Give it another minute. It's going to happen. Give it another minute. And it moved really slowly, like just Ugh. a painfully slow pace, until finally, Jay, your impressions? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you can fast forward to like the thirty minute mark is when things start picking up. I mean, that's a slight spoiler, but I mean, listen, it's it's, it's incredibly slow. Um, I mean, first off, the budget's a hundred grand. 
Like your budget's a hundred grand. But people so have done I, good I, things I, with, I mean, budget, no, with I mean, grand. There's so, plenty of movies. Yeah, they've done. Get out was that's right. Get out was cheaply made movies. Tan- Absolutely. Tangerine no. is one of the best movies that came Tangerine. out in the past ten filmed years. Filmed on an iPhone, right? Filmed on an iPhone. Filmed on an iPhone. One of the best movies of the but past this, but ten this, years. But this is not one of those movies. No, <laughs> like, no, flat out. No. But it is. Yeah. <laughs> but this is not one of those movies. I mean, the pacing was incredibly slow. You think it's going to build up to something like you said, Pete? You think it is a psychological thriller, but in the end. It's like, oh, it's, it's going to be some stuff. No. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, he's going around the corner. Like, what did he find there? What's he find? What's, what's in the basement? Nothing. Yeah, I was oh. thinking, like, maybe this would have some, like, jump scares or something like that. Exactly. A little spooky thing yeah. you can watch with your girl. Like, late at night, it's going to like, oh, this is a good little horror movie. A little mess with your head a little bit. And it's just like, what is it's going on? There's nothing happening. Well, and this is. They, they utilize the music very well. So you're thinking, okay, the music's starting to pick up. Yeah, it plays yeah. this, Something's like, dark, happen. ominous type thing. And then nothing. it's just, like, nothing. It's like, okay, yeah. you're building it up. For nothing, I can't stress the nothing. Well, if I can, if I can, if I can just expose one of the main reasons why it feels like such a letdown is because the movie sets up about ten or twelve different red herrings, right? Yeah. And in mm-hmm. a film like this, where it, it's described as a thriller, so you know what you're going, you're, what you're getting going in, and the trailer makes it look like okay, we definitely see people in peril, something's going to happen, so there's definitely a villain. Who cool. could it be? This person? Could it be this person? And they set up. There's a broken step that's going to be a factor later. There's a. Uh, 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 a pilot, pilot light that keeps going out. Boiler. There's a crazy, or potentially crazy neighbor. There's a suspect plumber. There's a father who may or may not be this. Like all this is just like thrown at you, and you think, okay, whatever this is gonna be, it's gonna be the. Sh- I can't wait. Is it and a mystery? The whole thing is drags it out so right. slowly that you stop caring. Oh, and no. I'm watching the story <laughs> intently. Like, okay, I'm following the clues. Did you follow the clues? I did. I followed the clues. Did you follow the clues? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Johnny, you were you on the sucker too, man? Were you following the different clues that they sprinkled throughout? Uh, yeah, I tried. This movie... Okay, so it was... What, 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 what's your thoughts, man? Ah, man. It's everything else. Like, you guys said it. It's pile of trash. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> everyone no, that's in there... Johnny. Everyone that's in there and, and all the production work that went into it, you can see, like, everyone wanted it to be good, but they also acknowledged that it was... They, they knew it, like... Um, probably like halfway through the movie they knew it was bad yeah. and there were some dialogue exchanges between the mother and the son where they were talking about like oh uh this is bad but we got to deal with it and i was like thinking like are they talking about the movie oh, or no. oh, their no. characters mm. in there like yeah. it seems like they inserted that like ad lib in order to like poke fun at the movie that they're actively you know well, it's they got caught up in was it even that self-aware like was it yeah. that self-aware or is it just so no there's bad? nothing, nothing tongue-in-cheek like about this this was this was played seriously and yes. what they yeah. what the actors tried to give us in my opinion i think you feel different jay uh, so I'll, I'll get you i'll get you in a quick second mm-hmm. i felt like the actors tried to do the best they could with what is without any other That's way to say it a job, bad though, script you know i agree well exactly. yeah but if they're bad actors that would be one like logical like uh uh understandable like graspable reason why it's bad but if they're good, if they're uh, trying, if they're giving forth a decent performance, but it just sucks, we can't blame them. I've seen now, good actors in bad movies, and I still walk away with like, okay, that was a good performance. But I didn't, yeah. I didn't Lucky get number that. Seven, can't, can't do I didn't get can't that from this movie. I didn't get like, okay, they elevated the material in any sort of way, which is a sign of like, I guess bad acting. I don't think they're bad actors. I just think there was a bad performance because yeah, yeah. I can't even walk away from this being like, well, at least, you know, he did what he could given the horrible script. Sometimes you are stuck with a bad script and sometimes you can elevate the material. But I just didn't get that from any of the actors in this. I don't think they brought anything to it that would have. I walked away with something that's like, okay, well, that at least was something significant in the movie that I can, you know, give a thumbs up to. But really, bro, yeah. you, you, you think you think the uh, the uh, mountain cops look. <laughs> There's nothing we can do. 
there's nothing Sometimes you can do. Sometimes kids are jerks. Yeah, it's, they it's do really like horrible writing, like dialogue that's just <laughs> like agree. ripped out of like these no, horrible no. like bad uh, genre tropes and stuff like that. It's things you would expect them to say that are just so obvious and just being like, wow, that's that's the, the mean, line I you're going to you deliver. From top to bottom, it was all just horrible tropes they borrowed everything from like the weird awkward kid the jumpy mom um the scene the shower scene where you think something's gonna pop out while she's taking a shower yeah, the, hungry, like the hungry these, brother from the uh from the uh, grocery store <laughs> pretty much uh, I, 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 I man was thirsty um yeah he, 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 he was, was just he was just like hey hey so your husband died huh like whoa, whoa damn all right that i mean well, yesterday awkward, yeah, that's awkward, enough time right <laughs> like awkward, if you need awkward, anything awkward middle-aged white woman neighbor <laughs> who's a little on the nosy side i mean they hit yeah, all these yeah, little she points was, Mm. And it's just like, for what? Like, for what? I, it's just. I, I, I don't want to spoil right. it, but I'm just telling you, like, it's not. It ain't worth watching, honestly. Yeah, I got. I got to say the not, same. It's yeah, not I gotta worth say the same. going down. I got to give it a thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah, and the thing is, I went into this like, you know, it's been a long time since I saw a good thriller. Let's let's get into it. And here's I was my excited. Here's my notes for the film, Haunted House movie. <laughs> I, I had nothing else which, to write about it because I didn't want to talk. <laughs> like which, which surpri- surprisingly, it's it, is, not. It, is, it is not. It's not. It's not. Now, they lay out the concept of it's an open house, so you're just letting strangers <laughs> in your home. And only in one point. Like how in one, weird is an open house? Yeah, not it, that it, weird. it was one throwaway sentence that acknowledges what the, the crux of this movie is. If that line... I mean, I mean, honestly, if if, if I like went to the bathroom, <laughs> or even even if if I if I like you know uh, went to freshen my drink, if I scratched myself for for like you know a solid ten seconds, then turned back, I'd have missed exa- completely what this film is supposedly well, the, about. The, the, you, the you title would, sums it up end. perfect. You at the end. You wouldn't have caught the end. The <laughs> no. end is like this abrupt, man. No, the very very end. Yeah. Open house pops up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, see, because th- this the title of the movie completely sums it up and how boring it is. The open house. It's, it's like how boring and straightforward of a title to lead you into a very boring, straightforward. I guess not straightforward, but like very boring, uncreative way to describe something. The open house. Oh, what's it about? It's about an open house. Okay, that's crap. Yes, exactly. It's you lazy. Know what I mean? It it's was lazy, lazy in the writing. It was lazy in the writing, mm. and it was lazy in the acting. I agree with Adam 100 percent because I mean, if I'm not motivated by a script. I'm not gonna bring my A game, and it definitely you can definitely right. tell these actors phoned it in, and I don't blame them. Like I've I mean, seen bad <laughs> actors at all. Good actors do bad movies. Like I've seen mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage turn in bad movies, but I'm like, hey, Nicolas Cage is in this. Hey, man. It's a little crazy, hey, you know what I mean? Deadfall was a classic. Forget uh, you. So it's like I've seen Call Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> do movies that are like, okay, maybe not the best movie, but like, mm-hmm. man, that's an actor who elevated. To like I can't say anything about him. There's a cases with that. All the time, and in no mm-hmm. way was this elevated by anything. The writing, the acting. Yeah, so we got to give it a hard it thumbs down. Hard, uh, if you want to, if you want to subject yourself to this, it's the open house. It's available now on Netflix. You can check it out. It's only an hour and a half runtime. Oh. But honestly, what can you do an hour and a half? No. Um, you taxes, can watch three episodes of a can, good TV show. How about that? Exactly. Make yourself a good sandwich. Yeah, You'll and, enjoy and, that. And, <laughs> and save that month, realizing you could be doing much worse things right now. Or, ironically enough, find an open house in your local neighborhood. <laughs> Take a tour. That, that gonna, would be a better time. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm not going to lie, yo. I clean your I've own been, house. I don't know. What I've been going to open houses, and I'm sitting here like, you never go to the basement alone. This is not realistic. Like, just when I'm looking at a new house, you don't ever just walk to the basement by yourself. Like, what are you doing? No. So I, I was that. so living. I'm we, in the basement by myself, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah but you're creepy. All right, so now <laughs> we're going to turn it over to just Johnny. You got the yeah. inside stuff on Pyre. I'm... 
I, I'm, I'm unfortunately uh, ignorant as to what uh, system you played this on because it just had a uh, well, it recently had um, a new release or new platform release. What would you get to check it out? Yeah, so I played Pyre on uh, Windows, so it's available on hmm. Windows PC. Uh, it's available on PS4, Linux. And Mac, and Linux. that's the Linux. more newer one is the Mac systems. But uh, and it's uh, likely to make it. Uh, I can't remember if they announced it or not, but, but I believe it might be making its way over to the Switch later on this year, maybe sometime Ooh. next year, or I could be making it up. Uh, but I could have sworn I overheard it, or maybe I didn't. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> really? <laughs> we can see what this review is going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, lead us, man. What's Pyre about? All right, so Pyre is a role-playing sports ritual game that takes place in, like, this weird, sports different ritual. fantasy setting. Yeah, yeah. It, it, we're going down a rabbit hole, man. <laughs> <laughs> you play as a character that has been exiled from the Commonwealth Society, and that's, like, a whole thing, uh, for being a reader. That's your crime. You are a reader. Mm, like Fahrenheit uh, 451 read, like, type sin. So, so it's like this entire society where if you read, it, it's against the law, and you're going into exile. You are cast. They throw you into a river that sort of casts you all the way out into the downside, which is essentially purgatory in this world. So you, they cast you into purgatory for essentially ever. So your character is quickly recovered by this group of other people, other exiles mm -hmm. uh, from the same commonwealth. And as the reader, you're, they have this book, this, this, this book that is the history of the commonwealth and of this world itself. And it's sort of like the Bible because it tells the story of So So man, you read with exile on you from the society. Yeah. You go to hell. What do I do in hell? Mm. You That's read. where you get rid of the nerds. Oh, okay. I see you what you send them to so, nerd hell. So this is like this is like one glorified <laughs> locker. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that they're just being all you shoved into. You stuff them into the hell locker. Yeah. Sure. Don't forget your freaking book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's other people that get exiled for other reasons, right? Mm. Uh, some of them get some exiled them for write, murder. Some, some of them math. They watch anime. Oh, some of them are, uh, they're sort of, uh, what's the word? Uh, they're Aye. trading and selling, like, contraband. Uh, so Black stuff market. like that, like. Yeah, black market contraband stuff. There's, it depends. Some, uh, one of them was this is the a place I'd want to go, man. I'm hearing that. Oh. This cast like the, the, yeah. the, 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 the this cast at a party in there, and the ones that have like the good books and everything yeah. too, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll go down. I'm gigging. It that's weird. That's kind of yeah. messed up, man. You I'm sitting here like, what you were for? Reading. Hold on, what? <laughs> I'm like, I was selling bootleg DVDs. I was selling booze. Mm. I was. Bessemer hoes, what you here for? Reading. That's the most gangster. Why do you think they'd be congratulating you on the boondocks for that, man? That's the most gangster crim. I'm definitely going to I can't even break it up. Please continue. Yeah. So, so uh, with these uh, other group of exiles, you meet up with them, and then uh, because you're able to read, they hand you this sacred book, and in this book tells the story, the lore of this world, as well as these rituals that you're about to perform, and you travel around through these uh, purgatory lands called the downside uh with the ultimate goal of cleansing your soul uh mm. via performing these basketball rugby rpg style sporting rituals called the rites wait so you got thrown down there for reading odds and are you weren't the sports? most yeah i'm saying yeah what yeah it all right so remember pat this is nerd hell <laughs> True. Okay. Wait, I don't know where my head was at. Yes. This, this is like. A, so it's, it's like that, and then you have to like go up to the uh, bulletin board with a boner. Yeah. So so half the game is like. How you re-earn your soul. Half the game is like the sports weird 
game that I'll, that I'll talk about. And the other half is this RPG system of really just heavy, heavy storytelling, world building, interacting with your party members, which are also people that you're traveling with, which are also people that are part of this team of, of uh, ritual performer people that are going to partake whether or not you choose. You're sort of like the the coach of this team. So you, your character does not perform in these rites, but you select who you want to perform in these rites. And these rites can only be performed in certain parts of the world that the stars must tell you where they are only when the stars are shining. And being the reader, only you can read from the stars. All right, Johnny, we're going to drug test you from now on before every one of these reviews. <laughs> Seriously. So this is a real game that you can actually purchase. Yes, it's a real game you can purchase. It is fantastic. So the artwork is all 2D, hand-drawn. There's elements of 3D in there, and some of the 3D models they design in a way that looks... Uh, as if it's 2D hand-drawn, almost Disney-style uh, animation work. But it, but it is on a 3D model, so it is uh, 3D animated uh, on certain aspects. But it looks incredible. It looks fantastical. The color use is out there. It's like the full rainbow is in is being presented in this okay. galore. So, Johnny, uh, right, so you, after you done taste the rainbow, yeah? I'm looking at the art, yeah. and I really got to know, what's up with this, like, fox dude with the evil mustache? So yeah, no, so, Foxy I, so I got, there's, there's these different races of uh, that live in this weird fantasy world. Uh, the the dog people, which is that fox one you're talking about. Yeah. The dog people are called the curs. There's uh, these human-like people uh, that are there, and then if these human-like people are in this. Uh, purgatory area for too long, they start growing horns and turning into demons. And then there's these savage people that are... Uh, I don't even want to get into them. They're weird. There's these bird-like people. There's these tree people. It, it's just out there. There's like these weird little tentacle... Swampy. I'd, I just want everyone to understand that this, this dog has a really fancy mustache. Yes. Yeah. He's, so, he's so Johnny, cool. how yep. long did it take you to do all this background work in order for you to even get into the gang? Because I'm saying, like, you know what? This seems interesting, but it seems like I gotta take like half my day just to read all this information to know what I'm jumping into. Because I see some random fox with a mustache. I'm kind of like, hmm, he's cool, and he may be the bad guy. So, like, how long did it take you to do all this research before you even jumped into the game? Oh, so the beauty of it is that all of this is sort of stripped down and hand-fed to you as you're going along. So okay. as you're playing through the game, you're getting very little nuggets here and there of the backstory. Very little nuggets of each individual's uh, individual character that's in your sort of your team, okay. your traveling group. You get little tidbits of their backstory here and there. None of it is flooding. You're not getting walls and walls and walls of text at okay. all. Okay. So it's always you're getting a little bit of story elements. You're making a little bit of decision making, a little bit, just a little bit of tweaking as to how you're equipping your characters with these different trinkets, and then boom, you're immediately performing the next right okay. against some other team that uh, where the stakes is what really makes this very important is that all of you all of these different sort of teams are playing against one another in order to earn their right out uh, and to gain their own freedom to go back into society back up to the commonwealth and be absolved absolved themselves of all sins okay because it was a wow. chuck paul it was a chuck polinick book um chuck, excuse me, chuck polinick uh Maybe book that uh polinick. polinick he said it himself um polinick, but all right whatever I, okay, I'm sorry. You, you write the man and tell him his own name. All I can right? tell what his name is. All right. Um, but there's a book where uh, uh, he, he your, your character is sent to hell, and it sounds a lot like this. 
where you read the whole story and you think, well, they're just building their way back up to regain their soul and, and re-enter the living world. But actually, when in actuality, they just got a uh, they just got a mil, a um, what do you call it? like a like a low wage job. And that's just their life forever. <laughs> in, in this game, I'm, I'm hoping that your, your ultimate goal isn't just, well, you just doing this forever, thinking you're gonna get, you're gonna eventually get your uh, regain your soul and regain uh, ascension. And said, you just nah, you be playing in this BS league. Enjoy. Well, so uh, as the reader, you are making the decision as to who the gangster name, by the team, way, the reader, the reader. Uh, you're making a decision as to who well, you, is I'm going to be anointed you, to return back up, and. That decision is so, uh, it's such a simple thing, like who's going up, who, who's going to be floorist? redeemed. But the, 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 the weight behind it is that you're losing potentially one of your best um, team members, right? Mm-hmm. One of the ones, because you're leveling up as you're playing. As you're oh. playing these matches, they're gaining experience, they're getting better abilities, they're getting stronger, you're getting familiar with them. But, and, and because they're better, you're winning more matches. But because of that, like, sure you could appoint this person that you really like as a character as a player you have to make a decision all right i like the way they play i'm keeping them i'm i'm preventing them from going up or i like them i like their backstory it's time for them to go back up to the commonwealth and all that also there's one other aspect tied into the story where you're doing you're sending these people up not only for their own benefit but you get a more an even higher reasoning behind doing all of this work and part of that also factors into your decision as to who you appoint up all right well real quick tell me about the we're running we're starting to run short on time so tell me about the uh, the gameplay the gameplay itself, it sounds like a blood bowl a bit which i thought was great in concept but the gameplay made it kind of tedious so it's like fantasy basketball fantasy basketball fantasy rugby so there's this orb that starts off in the middle of the arena you have three people on your team uh the other team also has three people and whoever you dis- you select as a character they have almost very very different abilities some of them can fly some of them uh are they kind of walk very very slowly but you're controlling essentially one team member at a time and you're moving them through the arena the court or whatever picking up this orb with the hopes of taking that orb carrying it over to the enemy's pyre and you have a pyre these are kind of like the the goal nets or the hoops and you can either sort of dunk it in by by basking yourself, by jumping your character into the fire, or you can huck the ball into the fire itself. So there's two different ways of scoring, and if you, the easier way is to sort of run into the fire, Mm -hmm. and that, because it's easier, there's a slight drawback to it where the You can only do it once because you die because you jumped into fire. Well, kind of. The next round, that character's sort of on the bench, and now you only have two. (laughs) smoking. Yeah, he's on the bench. Uh, He or she is on the bench, and you're waiting for them, so now you're down a person, uh, and while the other team still has three people, so Mm. it's always like trade-offs, but if you're able to throw your orb into the opponent's fire and sort of quench their flame, uh, you still keep three uh, people on your team for the next round and you keep going round after round until you extinguish the opponent's flame and there's a lot of different mechanics that sort of play into it where if you dunk something in you can sort of restore some of the fire on your end or you can banish other people by shooting out sort of your aura that's around you shoot it out uh, in front of you in, in a couple of different ways okay, I'm sorry, and banish the other people's in, uh, the other team members uh, the enemy team members uh, temporarily and it takes them time to sort of 
teleport back in. So it's so it's like, like so a very it's like, strategic. Hey, you on the you on the opposite team. I'm gonna I'm gonna fire something out of my body at you, and that's gonna banish you for 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 a certain period of time. That's, yeah. that's gonna that's gonna sap your strength. Yep. Um, okay, that's 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 disgusting and, and mildly sexual. Okay, so so what are your impressions, man? Um, is this is this a thumbs up, thumbs down? Is it worth playing? Is it worth your time? It is. It is absolutely a thumbs up. It is super super fantastic. This is one of the most wild worlds I've played in a while. It is. If so the description alone is is just bonkers. I was I was it's told to ask about yep. uh, Falcon Ron's slug market. <laughs> so there, there's like this NPC uh, father and son combo where the son is selling you items that you can purchase and equip on your characters, but the son is riding on top of his bigger father. I don't know, know kind of like an ogre-like kind of thing. And yeah, is, is he a goblin? It's they're goblin-like. They're they goblin ogre-like. Yeah. I was I was messaged to ask because I was told that there there are goblins that sell slugs. Yep, that's yep. very appealing to me. They they sell <laughs> they sell very weird stuff, just like how the world itself is very weird. There's also like parts of the world you'll see like these fantastical like corpses, 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 carcasses. That's what I want to say. Okay. Carcasses of like carcasses. these big giant titan beasts. Carcasses. Car- 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 uh, but uh, these big giant titan beasts that are kind of like the backdrop to the courts and the arenas that you're playing in, but they're also part of the lore that has happened like hundreds of years ago between like the hero that's written in the books that you're reading along Dang. the way. It's 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 deep as far as the lore, and that that's what makes this super, super this good. This is some intense sports ball, guys. It's really good. The only problem with this game is the passing system is, and the character switching while you're while you're in the middle of a match is weird. I can't even make sense of it. Uh, it's I'm at the very end of this game, and I still can't understand how it works. Just There's three buttons to pass. You have three people on your team. Just make one button per person all the time, and everything would be would be done but no like i hit a button expecting to pass it past the orb or to switch to a different character and it's the completely other character and that ends up the other the opponent sort of dunking it on me and stuff like that it well that i'm, I'm, I'm sorry man we'll get you into uh, the michael the uh, michael jordan training camp and we'll, we'll <laughs> get those skills proper yeah presentable all right so the game cool. is called pyre pyre available now for uh for the ps4 pc for the mac uh, and Linux systems, and the game sells for right now. It's actually fifty percent off. Nope, not anymore. It's twenty twenty dollars uh, across the board. All right, just Johnny pulling fake out, but still recommends checking it out. Oh yeah, definitely check it out. This game is it'll blow your mind. All nice. right, now I'm gonna uh, change into my gear. Okay, proper like get ready. Black Panther. I'll pass it over to my homeboy JM Fuller Priest. First of all, hit the Wakanda, brother. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go ahead and read off what this big bad boy is about. All right. After the death of his father, T'Challa returns home to the African nation of Wakanda to take his rightful place as king when a powerful enemy suddenly reappears. T'Challa's medal as king and as Black Panther gets gets tested when he's drawn into a conflict that puts the faith of Wakanda and the entire world at risk. Faced with treachery and danger, the young king must rally his allies and release the full power of Black Panther to defeat his foes to secure the security of his people. Rex, we're talking about Black Panther, a new blockbuster out from Marvel Cinemas. And dude, uh, I got to see this. I was one of the lucky few because apparently it has been sold out. Yeah, it was rough. I saw it today and it was rough finding tickets, which is awesome, which is well-deserved and yeah. as it should be. Mm-hmm. Great, great um, response amazing. by the public too. Uh, we were lucky to get out to see it and I got to check it out. JM got to check it out. Most of us yes. in this room and we're going to try to give the best in a spoiler-free mm-hmm. review. But mm-hmm. all I will say uh, as a general overview is 
Good Lord, this was a great movie. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Really good. Mm -mm. Now, uh, from the uh, description Jay just gave, this is very different from anyone who knows the story of Black Panther and the current run of the comics or the relationship between Black Panther and, um, well, uh, Michael B. Jordan's character. Eric Stewart. Uh, Eric Killmonger. Well, was it his oh, okay, name? Killmonger. Eric Stevens. Stewart. Stevens. Stevens, I'm sorry. Is it Stevens or Stewart? Whatever. Uh, Killmonger. Go ahead. Killmonger. Yeah, uh, is a different character than he's portrayed in the comics. So yeah, even very if much so completely different. Oh, actually, yeah. you're you're familiar. Well, well yeah. Laid so out well, it, it, they just modernized him in a way that makes a lot of sense. Let's mm. put it that way. Mm -hmm. I don't I, I don't want to give away the too much. That's a spoiler for no, it. No, no, it, it's okay. You can talk about at least the character in the comics because in the comics he's more of like a um more like a a Bane character. Yep. Yeah, and he's more of like an arch nemesis -y kind of character, much more so than like a like a criminal underworld. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he has ties to both Black Panther and Claw, which they did present in this picture. Also in this picture, a very good performance <laughs> uh, by by Andy Serkis, who you may not recognize, I even though you know how tons tall this of his man work. Is. Uh, off air before we came in, I just was going on a little rant about how uh, being so into Lord of the Rings and so into a lot of Serkis's work, where he's, he's like three feet tall. Uh, you forget that this is—he's a pretty big guy. Yeah, he's huge. So he's it was—he's not huge, but it was really—it's—it's it's great to see huge. him. It's—it's it's great to see him like really like not thrown down suit. like not in a digitized anything suit well he's slightly digitized he's slightly digitized he's a little, he's got, he's a little like bit they, arm, so he's slightly digitized yeah they gave they gave him a little bit of accoutrements but in circuit place cool. his mega uh, man blaster he's got mm -hmm. you know. uh, that, that, that arm was badass you can see in the trailer this is not a spoiler this is not a spoiler but, uh, I mean, he has a weapon that's very unique yeah you know you know some of this just uh, from uh, the last uh, Captain America movie mm -hmm. that they showed mm -hmm. showed a little bit of that stuff so. absolutely and did anyone get a sense of um, more kind of like a James Bond feel in this movie? Yeah, it had, it had a lot of that. It had a lot of that international feel also too, which I really appreciated. Probably about mm -hmm. the first half of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There were, yeah. There were new. Uh, there were new. There was new technology. The new suits. The uh, the, uh, the automobile moment, vehicles, and if you such. will. That was really Absolutely. great. Mm -hmm. And something and uh, the. I don't want. I don't want to make anything spoilery, but the person that presents this technology, I feel, is a very revolutionary choice. Well, you, you can yes. say that part. And that I part's mean, not a spoiler. They talk about that in a lot of the um, a lot of the uh, the preview stuff. Yeah, it's, it's his a young sister. girl. It's a young girl. More, yes. more, more importantly than just it being his sister, it's it's a young woman mm -hmm. who yes, is. is this technological mastermind of Wakanda, and it's yes. just amazing to and see. That's big because you think a uh, a member of the royal family yeah. that's uh, that's uh, under uh, like I guess um, position wise. Under the king, well, she's probably really sheltered. She probably never really no. experienced the world. No, she no, memes, She also memes really hard. There's a there's a yes, choice meme. Uh, we don't want to spoil the choice meme, but there's a choice meme yes, used, and uh, I, it was just. I feel that this movie had a lot of a great mix of being very powerful in its messages, mm -hmm. but had enough levity to present it as just an entertaining and interesting film. That at no point did I feel either overwhelmed by you know like Age of Ultron just to go Marvel movie comparison was right. so bogged down I feel that Age of Ultron like had a lot of dragging elements to it and this just felt mm -hmm. both action packed and then also I almost want to say heartfelt yes. no, there's a lot of heart I do want to emphasize that later on because um, the relationships between T'Challa and several different members of the court and T'Challa and even with Martin Freeman who plays um, the well, Okay, so uh, the, the CIA well, liaison. You know, you know that from pre previous films. Yeah, that, that's, not, that's not that's not a spoiler, but it's it's hard to describe quite their relationship. Yeah, because it's not like they're friends. They're not directly coworkers, but they're cordial to a degree, and that evolves in this picture. But 
Uh, a lot of that is presented. It's not just like he's in the Black Panther suit and he's out there kicking ass, taking names. And, and he stuff. is. Don't get me wrong. He, he is. A absolutely. Action packed. Mm -hmm. But also, you got a lot of T'Challa the man. And I like that. Also, Jay, let me get your thoughts real quick because I want to go into something. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure you get a chance to speak first. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, um, I mean, one of the things I look for when it comes to Marvel movies, I look for the deeper message behind it. I mean, of course, I love the action, the way it looks, but I like listening and looking at the stories of the people that are involved. I mean, one of the things I liked about Civil War was the fact that you had two opposing two opposing sides looking at a deep political issue of whether or not you assimilate or whether or not you resist the revolt. Um, within this, I think uh, Chadwick Boseman said it very well in um, many of his interviews that um, it was a there was a conversation that took place on a big screen um, that definitely speaks to the uh, African-American experience but mm -hmm. at the same time it's not something that's overwhelming and, and bogged down in the effectiveness of how this is a, just a great Marvel film. I mean I'm getting texts from, from 60 year old Anglican priest right before walking into the show like did you see this oh my god let's have a coffee and talk about it I mean so it speaks volumes of how far this movie has gone and of course visually is stunning the acting is amazing it, overall I can't sing praise I can't sing enough praises to this movie um, you say you want to go into something a little more else? Uh, yes, and you uh, touched on it a little bit. This mm -hmm. is a picture where we fall up, we find ourselves in that uh, rarely seen these days, but always interesting dilemma of the hero is clear cut, but the mm -hmm. villain is a villain for righteous purposes, and they actually have legit yeah. beef, mm -hmm. and you almost want to side with them. And at mm -hmm. several points in the movie, you don't know who you're rooting for. And I love that because when it's done right, it is brilliant cinema. It is brilliant storytelling and literature, period. And it's something and not seen as much in Marvel movies. I agree, and, yes. and it was really, I feel, a bold move for this. Like, mm. really, really smart move. They're often uh, very mm -hmm. black and white, if, with the exception of maybe uh, Michael Fassbender's um, Magneto. Magneto yeah. yeah, but that's remember, that's not Marvel Studios. No, true, true. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm speaking to like the way Marvel Studios does that. I feel that this was a really interesting departure from the ways that they've had these villains in the films. Mm, I agree with Mix 100%. I mean, because I mean, walking out the theater, I have friends of mine who I went with who are just like, I don't know if I should cheer for him or if I should be mad at him. And I mean, I've been having conversations with family members about this who are just like, I kind of feel for the guy. I mean, it's to the point where Boseman himself said the character he most identifies with is not even Black Panther, but it's Eric Killmonger. He's like, you know what? I identify with him more. And he even play him. So, I mean, it speaks volumes to uh, how Killmonger was just designed and how he's presented to the world through this media. Yep, he's a good villain. It's not just like outright megalomania and bloodthirst. It's legit reasoning. It's he was wronged at some point. He has, um, I guess, a uh, uh, pull. Yeah. Without going too deeply into why he factors into the story, mm -hmm. he has pull, and it's justified why he became the man he became, and that blows your mind when you actually sit and and and, and realize all that they hit you with in the in the in the theater, and they hit you with a lot. But you'd think you're going in to see a movie where Black Panther's going to fight the bad guy. End of story. No, you see the motivations of this bad guy, and several points, I was just like, you know what? I'm, hold on, hold on, hold on with this, with this Wakanda stuff for a second. <laughs> I want to hear what this man has to say. <laughs> you know? All right, so Johnny, you were also quiet over there, man. Give us your impressions. Black uh, Adam is riveted. Look at this man's <laughs> face. He wants to know. Uh, I thought the movie was great. There's two sort of slight problems I have with it, but overall, <laughs> it's, <laughs> overall, mm. overall, it's more, fantastic. It, it is one of Marvel's uh, best movies that they've done. Th did they do the Spider-Man Homecoming? 
Yeah. Yes, All right, because mm -hmm. I think that one had a message that was well executed, especially with the villain. And this one, same thing. They focus on the villain. They focus on a good reason for the villain doing what it is that they're doing. They mm -hmm. set up the villain well, and they, they landed. Now, mm -hmm. what this one does even better is that the world of Wakanda and sort of oh, yeah. that, that environment yes. is just... I, I like it. It was I beautiful. Mean, so many sweeping images, uh, vistas. It's and it's, and it was a lot of a lot of it was on location, and some of what was computer uh, was uh, was uh, computer generated. Yep, yep. Uh, wasn't jarring. There were a couple of scenes. Oh. There were a couple of scenes that real that, that took you out of it, but those weren't like the vast Wakanda. It is suites. that, yeah, and that, that's that is my gripe. But uh, you know, the world building, right? I'm a huge fan of world building. I mean, Pyre, I love it so much because of the world building. Mm -hmm. This one sold me because of how great the world. I mean, just the 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 things at the end with the with the armor on them, but they're not normally. Four fillers, man. Easy, easy right. there. Tread right. lightly, my friend. So cool. All right. So there's that, but yeah. So some of the CG work. So in the early part, with the first sort of fight in front of people, yes. and there's waterfalls and cliffside yeah. stuff. They yeah, show this yeah. in the previous. That looked cheesy. It's it's superimposed. So what they did is they green screen groups of people and then superimpose them onto uh, a back a waterfall backdrop. And I'm looking at them like. All right, they did a sloppy job on not only the perspective of how those people were shot, but also did no one even think like, how did they get up there and how are they getting down from there? Because I didn't see any they ladders have, or they stairs have, or they caves. They have hover bikes, Johnny. I get that, but <laughs> they have hover bikes. I mean, it's Wakanda, man. It was, it was just anything's possible. That was a hard pill to swallow with this film. CG wise, CG wise, I was looking at that. And I'm like, all right, I could see this is a little bit too. <laughs> Okay. All right, no, it, that, 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 was that, 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 whole, that whole scene was actually taken from shots directly from the comics, and they had yeah. scenes Yeah, well, that's something uh, I want to speak to. Uh, yeah, go, go for it. Well, just uh, as someone that has read a lot of Black Panther comics, that uh, I feel that this movie really did an incredible job of taking a lot of elements of Black Panther storylines that, uh, very, this is very similar to how I felt about Thor Ragnarok, where mm -hmm. while Ragnarok was not any one specific classic Thor story. It took elements of some really, really important, pivotal Thor storylines, like with Scourge and things like that, and mm -hmm. put it all together into this well-rounded movie. And Black Panther did similar, where there were elements of very important storylines, mm -hmm. of important characters that were used in a way that didn't that was both accessible to people that maybe don't have any background whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Black Panther is not necessarily, and we discussed this when you were reviewing the anthology that you had read, yes. that Black Panther is not a series that people necessarily casually got into. Yep. No, and, and their lead-in was always Black Panther was a supporting character in yep. another book, uh, Black Panther supporting the Fantastic Four. By supporting, I don't, I don't necessarily mean helping, yep. but I mean like featuring in the he book. He was not his own. Yeah, Black character. Panther in the this Avengers, had, Black Panther in F4. You Watching this F movie, and I definitely need to see it again, like, I re there oh, were some yes, storylines, there were some plots. I mean, Pat, uh, I'm Pat, going knows, with Black Pat knows I've been going crazy about there's right. one character. I don't want to give it away, but there's a character that is a little bit silly from the comics mm -hmm. that was used in this movie brilliantly, yep. brilliantly. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's a testament to the dedication from those who made this film that they presented not just a fantastical superhero story, but that it had so much humanity and so much weight given current society, given many things going mm -hmm. on right now in America and worldwide, and that this movie really 
I feel stands on its own aside from just being a superhero action movie and that's something well that Black well Panther has succeeded at where many other Marvel films are not necessarily bigger than the MCU context and this feels larger than that I mean I agree 100% I mean Coogler himself said uh, that he put in a lot of work I mean first off when he said that um, he was incredibly excited the fact that he had access to everything so everything you mentioned about how he was able to pull from the different runs he said you know Marvel was amazing but he said whatever I asked for Marvel gave it to me for me to be able to add as he wrote and directed this and I think one of the hallmarks of it is is seeing how the cast interacts with, the, with each other it's not just hey we come together to do a job I mean they knew that this was something that was going to be bigger than themselves and they were telling a bigger story I mean I was privileged enough to go to, uh, to a sneak preview where they had a Q&A in the beginning um, for the entire for the entire cast and it was just watching their interaction of them clowning with each other joking with each other but also talking about how they knew walking into it that this movie was going to be important but not they, they did not understand how vast it was going to be they knew it was going to be important but not this important and just to see how they were able to have great fluidity with each other with Coogler um, and with the cast as a whole that, 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 that shows like a lot of the heart that we saw in the uh, in the uh, the play out between characters, the actors mm -hmm. themselves mm -hmm. had interpersonal relationships. I think mm -hmm. that allowed them to work better, and that came through uh, in the uh, in the actual performance on screen. I agree. Now, this movie has uh, I think it was I think it broke 145 or 147 million uh, the first weekend. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's 225. 225 now? No, wow! Man. Damn! I checked that two days. Wow. Okay, so 225 million. And right now, it's one of the most popular Marvel movies out. Yet still, there's getting a lot. It's, it's getting a lot of like a, a negative commentation um, and a lot of backlash from certain communities online. And Adam, you actually had a uh, the inside stuff on some of uh, that. Uh, well, yeah, there's going there's on. always going to be no matter what it is, whether it's Star Wars, where they're like, <laughs> oh, you're not loyal to the Star Wars mythology and stuff like that. And it it, it happens with any big movie. You're not going to please everybody. But this was obviously a one ripe for backlash just because of the racial connotations that some people associate it with. Um, there was. Stuff I know on Twitter where um, there'd be certain trolls saying this is what happened to my brother um, when he went to see Black Panther that he was jumped by a group of black men saying this movie's not for you whitey and they beat him up and they showed a picture of somebody very bloodied and battered in a hospital chair however that picture was taken about five years ago from a Dallas newspaper so it's an yeah. obvious it's lie it's, it's, a, it's purposely trolling trying to start this racial thing because people can't really handle the fact that this is a very successful proud black movie and that it, it, it's out there for some reason they feel threatened because these are small insignificantly disgusting human beings so um but that does exist and i don't think it's mattered look how important this is based on you know people's reactions based on how well it's done obviously mm -hmm. it's i think people needed the movie like this and i'm glad obviously i haven't seen it yet but i think it's obviously done its job yeah, I concur wholeheartedly, and I've seen a lot of the hatred that you're talking about. What I don't get is um, the motivations for these. There is no, there's never any end goal. It's all a propaganda smear campaign. Uh, right. At multiple if you, levels. Feel, it's like if it's you feel powerless and insignificant, you're going to lash like people out at are things starting, that are emboldened. People are starting things like we, we just saw this with Star Wars. Like they're starting like these petitions and saying like we should get this remove guy it fired. From remove canon. Yeah. yeah, it's like how empty are you as a human being where a movie like that can really affect you in that way like how yeah, pretty much horrible of a person like what happened to you in your life where th this is something that you feel you want to you know this, this is the hill you want to die on i just couldn't mm -hmm. imagine being that you know empty well, as a human being so but 
this has brought people a lot of joy. This is really an important movie. And mm -hmm. even though, like, I, I sometimes bag on um, superhero movies because, the, you know, it's some people take them way too seriously. In this case, I <laughs> think it's justified that <laughs> it's a... I think people are really getting something out of it that they, they needed. And it's, it's an important movie. I agree. I agree completely. John was saying something? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I just want to tie up on the last little tidbit I had with this movie. And uh, so this is the only like other minor negative is that the movie itself uh, could have been given the Kill Bill treatment, meaning it should have been split up into two parts because huh. there was so much more to this world that is very clear to me. Now, don't get me wrong, mm. they edited this very, very well. There was nothing there that felt out of place. It just, it was very clear that there was so much more to show and, and so much more in this story that they could have shown, especially with Killmonger. Now I know uh, what they've, how they presented him was great given the editing that they have to, that they have done in order to slim it down to as much as, as they did with the amount of lore and sort of world building that they incorporated into this. But they could have done more. They could have taken that character just a little bit further. Uh, and kind of want to see him going through Sunday school. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying they could have they could have given this part one, part two, Kill Bill style treatment, where it's just one big story. It's just split up into two chunks because it is the story really is that big, that in intricate. There's how many important characters are in this? There's oh, so seven, many important yeah. characters. I mean, cool, I mean, Coogler said um, that he has like over an hour's worth of extra footage. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a lot. You think I, they'll I do like a wake up Ron Burgundy and, and cut that extra footage into another movie in itself? Yeah, yeah. They they should have okay. they should have taken that and even. I mean, I understand why they didn't, mm -hmm. but yeah, like that. Whatever the director's cut or whatever from that's going to eventually come out from this, mm -hmm. it's probably going to be fantastic, and we'll have all of those extra scenes, all of that extra sort of character development. Sometimes movies are better cut to pieces, though, a little bit, you know. Yeah. I mean? Sometimes, yeah. like extending mm -hmm. it, is can be a little long-winded. Right, but so sometimes for some stories, it needs to be presented in a longer so you don't format. Think if they do a sequel, that they will add more to that, where. It would just be like a normal movie. Like, well, yeah. here's the problem: the sequel is they have to pick a different villain. Uh, they have to go with a different type of sort of uh, theme or or sort of arc for it, uh, because you know that's just the way sequels work. Whereas if they did, you know, this is one big story and it's just bigger, they can carry that same theme and explore it. Deeper. So you think well, in the, in the sequel they'll be well in the sequel they'll be um, with the new uh, revelations made towards the end of this movie. It'll then be um, Black Panther fighting uh, Trump's Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> well, they needed this to be wrapped up pre Infinity War to justify Infinity War coming to Wakanda, right. which has its own stuff that is very spoilery on why mm -hmm. that happens. But I feel that uh, in terms of just linking this into the larger MCU, uh, they did a really interesting job with this movie because there were some seeds. Uh, and bits shown that give uh, a link to the larger uh, Marvel cosmic world. Yeah, there's and Easter eggs planted all I over this. I think this really very, very, very well done. And I, I look forward to seeing how Black Panther further integrates in the larger MCU. Absolutely, so do I. Thumbs up? Thumbs up. Thumbs up for me, definitely. I just wanted to say, I was asking for closing this up because I want to make sure I emphasize don't be a fool and leave when the last yeah, scene happens. Right. Like, are you serious Marvel. right now? This is Marvel. There are two post credit scenes one, one after the animated credits and one after the real credits. Don't be a fool and leave. Like, come on now. 
It's just 2018. Like, this is ridiculous. Come on, people. This is the thrill of priest. That's right. He's taking you into his confession. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it's Black Panther. It's actually out in theaters now. We all recommend checking it out as soon as possible. At least Herb, Herb, I'm, I'm outing you. He has not seen this picture yet. Ooh. We are going to drag this man kicking and screaming into that theater. I'll tie you to the to the chair and then like do you uh, uh, clockwork orange style with toothpicks in your eyelids. Right. And a two by four between his legs. <laughs> All you really have to do is just pay for my ticket, man. I'll go. I, 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 may, yeah. I may bite that bullet. We'll see what's going on. All right. Just before we close out, because I know Black Adam got a pee. Favorite character, y'all? Huh? Favorite character? Killmonger. Killmonger? Mm, absolutely. Okay. All right. Mix. That's right. It's on the spot. You know, you Grilling. Know, you know who my boy is. All right. You, 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 can, you can say it. It's not a spoiler because he was in the advertising. You don't have to say who he was. No, I don't. I don't want to give it away. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Here, you want to give the actor's name, boy. and folks can look it up. <laughs> Is he even on this list? All right, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> it's a toss-up between the sister and the general. Okay, he's not all even right. on this good list. Call. That's a good call. He's on this list. He's down there. Where? No, he's, he's not. He's in the second row. No, he's not. All right, fine. <laughs> uh, you are talking about. Oh, he's not on this list. Yeah, don't. My bad. Don't pull this up. Well, no, I thought I thought it was Daniel Kaluuya, who's also no! who's also in this bad boy. That's not uh, who it uh, is. I apologize, but my personal favorite character in this was Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia. Oh, she's who, great. Yeah, they've tweaked her character a bit. If you're familiar with mm -hmm. her from the comics, she actually becomes a villain in this. She hasn't evolved to that point yet, but the performance was great, and they evolved her more than just um, a uh, hardcore uh, love interest. You know, she's actually a, a really cool character. And I highly recommend anyone who has not seen this, go check it out. We all highly recommend if you've seen it, see it again. It's Black Panther. I think this is one of our highest reviews ever. Yep. All right. Yep. So it's been The Geek Down here on WF Radio. I want to thank you all for joining us. I want to thank Jam the Thriller Priest. Peace, peace. I want to thank Black Adam Willis. Yep. I want to thank Just Johnny. Yep. I want to thank Mix Macabre. It's M'Baku, by the way. That's <laughs> my favorite character. <laughs> nice. All right. Representing from Baku, and I want to thank DJ Herbert Herb. <laughs> All right, I want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed, awesome, fun-filled show. You can catch it every Monday night right here on WEMFRadio.com. Also, if you heard anything that you want to chime in on, give us your opinion. Do you saw Black Panther? you want to say what's good, what's bad, what's happy, what's sad? You played Pyre. You subjected yourself to the open house, etc. Um, let us you know. You showed people Geek the way at Katsukon. You showed people the way at Katsukon. <laughs> Oh, uh, hit us up at geekdownradio <laughs> at gmail.com. And just on that note, they are, they are, here's how quick they are, okay? Right after we went to the opening night screening, I got home and what do I see in my Facebook feed? Wakandan Knuckles. No. <laughs> I did too. Yes. No. Oh, you sent it to me. Yes, yeah. Wakandan no. Knuckles. So it is. Did he know way to the vibranium? He knew the way. All right, it is officially a thing. So check us out at geekdownradio at gmail.com if you have anything to say, or you can go to the official site at geek-down.com. Until then, as always, find us on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on iTunes. You search The Geek Down, we're usually the first results that come up, and you can hear all this goodness all the time. Until then, until next week, we'll hope you all have a, damn, I'm trying to think of like a proper, you know, a Black Panther way to go Just out. Just Wakanda. Wakanda forever? Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. Wakanda forever. Jay, hit it one time. Peace. Peace.